0: Well, I've got to tell you, today I put myself in the seat of all of the guests on that One Lyric podcast who have struggled to come up with one lyric because I struggled to come up with one answer to these 11 life questions. Um, I did go back, especially for the first question, and listen back to a couple of different songs because I wanted to, uh, you know, not have my preconceived perception or conception of a song without really having some basis for it. So I did a little bit of research by listening to a couple of these songs and had a little um, lightning round in my office here. So.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me again, because it is Ted Canova week here on Set Lessing Bruce, Uh, Ted is joining me again. Ted, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, but you know, next week's going to really be a bummer. Yeah, it's not Ted Kenova week. <laughs> right.
1: You know, I joked about um I had um Betsy Hodges who is the mayor of Minneapolis and then I had um uh, Chris who is the Minneapolis St. Paul and I called it Mayor Week. So, yeah, um you know, Ted was on the podcast. Uh, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. A couple weeks ago we recorded and we had such a great time. I said, "Hey, do you want to come back?" and he said, "Yes." And Ted was nice enough to ask me to be on his podcast. So we're going to sandwich this in. Um, As you're listening to this, if you go to Ted's podcast yesterday, you will hear my episode. And why don't you tell them all your podcast?
0: Sure. Uh, And this may sound like a Ted Canova week, but it's going to be the Jesse Jackson sandwich in (laughs) the middle of Ted Canova week. Right. So I started a podcast called That One Lyric. And I'm asking fans, starting with Springsteen fans, to choose that one lyric and tell me the meaning, importance of that lyric to their life. And Jesse, as I said in the other episode, before I even launched, there were a dozen fans from all over the world who had been emailing me and uh, wanted to be on it. So um, I have, um, by the time this is airing, there'll probably be about eight episodes out and 10 or 12 already recorded waiting for me to get to produce them. It would be a daily podcast if I didn't have a day job, but I had a day job. Wow. So I post them every Wednesday mm-hmm. and um, they're short, they're under 15 minutes, and it is a great variety. And every single person who struggles with choosing one lyric of a Springsteen song also walks away from each episode with a second and sometimes third interpretation that they never thought of that song just by us airing it out. It's really, really fascinating.
1: It has been. And I have enjoyed every episode. Um, I am, I, and I, I'm enough of an egotist to really <laughs> appreciate that I'm keeping track of the subset of guests that you've had, that I've had as guests. And so, and I, I'm adding to either your joy or your stress because, um, and I promised that I was going to do this, if I finish talking to someone, um, I will at the end of the conversation say, and oh, by the way, you know, there's a new Springsteen podcast. And well, oh, what is it? I tell them and I'm <laughs> like, so just want to let you know, I'm going to email your email address copying to introduce you to. And so I, I appreciate it. Well, thank
0: you, Jesse. Thank you so much for doing that. You're a great, great um, supporter and I consider a colleague uh, on podcasting, but I've got to tell you, it's hard for me to interview people who you haven't interviewed (laughs) since you have over 600 episodes in the last five years.
1: I I was very happy. I am chasing. I would love to have Tom Hanks on the show. I would love to have, you know, you know, Kevin Bacon. I would love to have Colin Hanks. You know, there are people that I would love to have and talk about their fandom. And you always make, you were making that joke and you mentioned the Philly Elvis and I was so thrilled because I know Nick has been on the show a couple of times and I immediately, Hey Nick, you've got, you'll blow this guy's mind if you reach out (laughs) to him. And so I'm so glad that you guys are going to be able to talk.
0: Oh, yes. We did record the other night, Sunday night, and uh, I, I gushed all over myself. It was disgusting, to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah. It, he is just truly a, a great guy. And, and I find that, um, as, we're, as we talked a little bit on our last episode, um, I think that the fan, Springsteen fandom um, overall are really good, interesting people. And, and they have a good heart. And so it, that way, they are there are people you like spending time with, whether it's an hour episode like I do, or even just the 15 minutes and talking about that one lyric, you, you enjoy spending time with them.
0: I so much so do. And to tell you the truth, think about it. It's been five years since I've seen Bruce and the E Street Band in Rome at the River Tour. Five years. So for us to provide these podcasts where Springsteen fans not only listen to East street radio, but can find kind of some PS I love you um, programming out there and take part and share it and debate it. I got a message today that, you know, it's fighting words. I said, it's Mary's dress waving instead of swaying. And it's 50, you 50. Know.
1: I saw that. Yes. You know,
0: so yes. Uh, yes. The dress does sway. I think in Hyde park, But I do think the liner note says that the dress waves. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I don't know. Yes, it is. Um, And that's why, you know, I had the t shirt printed up that says the question isn't whether the dress sways or waves. It's does she get in the car?
2: That's a great Uh, question. So, yes, it
1: (laughs) is. Um, All right. So, what let me give a little background. Uh, I I wanted Ted to catch up and kind of talk about it, but also, the sports station here in Dallas um, used to do um, biggest band coming to town every week. And it gave them an excuse to talk about musical acts coming to Dallas, Fort Worth, and then they would list them all. And then they would debate and vote, okay, what's the biggest act coming this week? And they would go around the table with the host and the You know, the behind the scenes, like the producer and the news guy and things like that. Well, when things stopped happening, uh, they're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. They ended up doing bands of your life. And they came up with 11 questions and uh, band that you hate, band that you love, band that made you fall in love with music. But the kicker was you could only use one band once. And my son and I were talking, and he said, That's a good concept. But, Dad, you should twist that for Bruce. You should do Bruce only. You should figure out. And so, what I did is I took their 11 questions and I made it the songs of your life so there are 11 questions i gave them to ted in advance and so his joy is he gets to answer these but you can only use one springsteen song a time which is tough because um, you could almost make the argument any positive question you could pick thunder road for any of them you know uh so Uh, do you want to give me any general thoughts about how you pick these? Did you just immediately know or how much deliberation did you do, Ted?
0: Well, I've got to tell you today, I put myself in the seat of all of the guests on that one lyric podcast who have struggled to come up with one lyric because I struggled to come up with one answer to these 11 life questions. Um, I did go back especially for the first question and listen back to a couple of different songs because I wanted to, uh, you know, not have my preconceived perception or conception of a song without really having some basis for it. So I did a little bit of research by listening to a couple of these songs and had a little um, lightning round (laughs) in my office here. So
1: Okay. Very nice. Well, uh, we always start kind of with a negative, but that says what's a song you hate or in parentheses you don't get, um, in case you don't want to, um, you know, say something, there is a Springsteen song that you, uh, use the H word about.
0: Well, it's a great question, right? Because I'm trying not to use the word hate in my life in general. Right. And if I could roll up to the answer that would help me kind of at least give you a little of the um, choreography of how I got there. Right. So waiting on a sunny day, how can I hate that when it brings so much joy to people? And when my friend Anne Marie's daughter savvy actually was up on stage on Bruce's shoulder, fist pumping to waiting on a sunny day. So I can't hate that born in the USA. We are conflicted with this song, I'm not going to hate it because I've been in Italy with 80,000 fans who just went absolutely bonkers for it. Uh, Ramrod in Darlington County. I'm, I'm just not a NASCAR kind of guy. And when those songs come up and everyone goes crazy, I almost think the songs I don't like are the ones that, To me, I don't get why everybody's going crazy for them, but I get it. You know, Ramrod, Darlington County, you know, you're in some honky-tonk bar and all fun. But I did listen to this last one that I think is the song that I dislike the most. And it is (laughs) There Goes My Miracle. Okay. All right. And some of it is that, you know, it almost seems like Bruce is doing this operatic kind of a broad, big, big voice. Um, And I don't know. I just either don't get it, don't appreciate it, but I don't think he plays it too often live. So perhaps there's something to that.
1: Okay, very good. Um, What is a song you think is overrated?
0: Uh, This one, I will go to Born in the USA. Okay. And probably because it is the song and the album that brought Bruce into such a mainstream place, right? right? It, it really, it it really jettisoned him into more of the mainstream. And, you know, when our favorite people go mainstream, we kind of don't always love it. Right. It's like, Oh, really? You guys, you guys love it and you don't get why you don't love the first two albums. And, um, and, you know, I, that period of Bruce with the, you know, muscle shirt and the headband, you know, that just seemed, to be either jingoistic or just, um, you know, MTV playing to that kind of crowd. So, you know, I, I say it's overrated because of how highly rated so many people make it especially live.
1: Okay. I I get that. Um, all right. So now we're done. That was, that's all the negative questions. Uh, we're now song that is underappreciated.
0: All right. I'm going to roll into this one. Uh, I think Thundercrack is greatly underappreciated, but not the most underappreciated. I loved I Want to Marry You in the River Tour with Bruce Mm -hmm. doing the Prelude and then the Maracas. And I've got to tell you, opening night in Pittsburgh, I don't know if there was a better version of it where... You know, the band, they just had so much fire because they hadn't toured in 18 months or so ever. And when Bruce just goes, it's like, hit it. And he just, Mm -hmm. boom. And the maracas stop and he goes into it. It is such a beautiful, powerful song. But I think the song that's underappreciated, and this is what I went back to tonight. Um, I, I posted, yesterday, I went for a walk after work. And in the post, I wrote that this walk is my beautiful reward. And I think my beautiful reward... It is such a beautiful, beautiful song. And I don't know if I've ever seen him perform it live. And I don't really hear a lot of people talk about it, but it is so tender. It's so beautiful.
1: Oh, oh good. That's, I, that's a great choice. All right. Song that you love. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we can't do things twice exactly that's the frustration right right? yes so i'm saving tougher than the rest uh if i should fall behind as a runner-up in a couple of categories so the song i love i I just have to put it in this category land of hope and dreams Yes. period
1: Mm yeah um great choice great great choice not an
0: original obviously (laughs) no no
1: uh, you know and I don't know if you've heard but like the song I didn't get was swallowed up in the belly of the whale I went something pretty good but the song that gave me a lot of, of my fandom the song that I think is overrated is yes. Jungle Land. wow I know me. talk I know Holy exactly God. right um, it, it is just because it doesn't speak to me I understand its greatness but you know when people talk about that um, song that I think is underappreciated was Better Days. And that's appropriate considering what we're going to record in a few, uh, you know, um, as we talked about in a timey-wimey way that we haven't recorded yet, will have already been published. Yes. Um, and then I went with Thunder Road for Song I Love. Well, you know, well, yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with that choice, right? Yeah. And the, the question is: Thunder Road could be answered in so many other things. All right. Song you could listen to over and over again.
0: So I really rolled this one up, and you're gonna to have to be patient with me. No, please. But of course, land of hope and dreams. I drive from New York to Boston frequently. And when that comes on live, I, I could play it 13 times at nine minutes each and you know, do the math. And you know, I'm in Rhode Island by the time sure. <laughs> the tenth time is on. Um, you know, I, I've come to really appreciate racing in the street. And the mesmerizing ending of it that goes on. And actually, I actually think Bruce and the USA Tribute Band is even more mesmerizing than the E Street Band. That may sound crazy, but they stick with that final two minutes longer than the E Street Band sticks with it. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it it's like puts me in a trance. People actually tap me on the shoulder with my eyes closed and saying, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Promised Land. I can listen to over and over again. Tougher than the rest, uh, again. But you know, I go to my. I, I've never paid money online for a song. I always buy CDs or albums. I just figure I'm either old school, or I I just figure that the artist is getting more of my money if I'm buying a CD rather right. than a download, right? But I did um, last one to this dance of a Spotify playlist. And I made one playlist and it's Bruce love songs. Mm -hmm. And I went to this again, this is the song I can listen to over and over and over. You know, if I should fall behind, I've got Bruce and Linda Ronstadt, the price you pay. I have Bruce and Emmylou Harris, but tougher than the rest with Bruce, everything, but the girl. And I hope I'm not butchering the name Camara obscura.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I think tougher than the rest, I can listen to over and over and over and just never get sick of it.
1: So that was my choice
0: of that. Hey, well. Jesse, That's, all right. Yeah. Uh, for that. Why? Tell reason, me why.
1: Um, for the very reasons you mentioned. Um, I love Bruce's version, but there are so many good cover versions of that song. And and a people that just um it, it just it is such a powerful love song i also love that a couple people have used that um that you know that are fighting cancer and the idea that we are tougher than the rest i can stand it um so it's a song not only romance but but could be about friendship um and it's just a you know it it's as it's close to as a country song he's written, you know, and uh, it, it is done on the radio. Country music has played on the radio. I just think it's a great song that Atlantic City is another one I really like a lot of cover versions of. But by far, I think I have... I have not heard a bad cover version of Tougher Than the Rest. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. I agree. And,
0: you know, knowing Bruce's journey through marriages and with Patty, and again, I go back to this Rome concert in 2016. There's a point, Jesse, and I may have mentioned it on the other podcast we did, where Bruce just gives a head nod Mm -hmm. and Patty comes to his microphone and they do a duet and then Patty goes back to her microphone. And to me, it's like, this is, there's so much in that head nod.
1: Well, and we did talk about this in the previous, and and I was tempted to make that, and it would make my, um, if I was doing a top 10 Springsteen lyrics, um, If I Fall Behind, I think is his best song about marriage. But I do think that. The commitment the singer makes is it's a long, th- you know, thin yeah. rhyme and I'll yeah. walk it for you every time yeah. is a truly commitment because um, this past June, Lynn and I hit 35 years of marriage oh, and beautiful. I do awesome. know it that it's a long road and uh, it is. So, yeah, absolutely great song.
0: And right. it's a thin, thin line.
1: <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Right. All right song that made you fall in love with Bruce?
0: Well, I was 14 when Born to Run came out. Um, And what was I doing at 14? I was, I was probably listening to WABC and, you know, they would do songs back to back and I'm listening to what, Elton John and Kiki D, and Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And I love that and, song. It makes me smile oh, every
1: time I hear it.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it? It does. So, I know. I mean, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It is such a yeah, great song. It is. Um, but I do think Born to Run, I. it's so hard to put myself back in the <laughs> shoes of this 14-year-old falling in love with Bruce because I loved... Boston and, and Jackson Brown. And, and, you know, because I was on long Island, Billy Joel was big. So either like Billy Joel or Springsteen. And and I, you know, when Billy Joel got poppy in the late seventies or early eighties, I Mm. totally was into Springsteen. So I don't know. I, I wish, you know, one of my great wishes is going back in time. What would it have been like? Because I ask everybody on my podcast, that one lyric, you know, what was your first entry into the music of Bruce Springsteen? And they know, yeah. They can tell me 7, 15, this, that, this, the other. I don't remember my first entry into the music of Bruce Springsteen.
1: I have a and vague memory, not as strong as some of the people. And and I am, that's one of the joys of doing this podcast, honestly, Ted, is that sometimes, you know, I ask the question, what about him spoke to you? What about his music? And some people can explain in in really articulate, ex- explicit, detailed ways, and others can't. And it's interesting.
0: Um, well, it's yeah. almost like it gets in our DNA, right? Yes. Because it's in our bones, as, as Bruce yes. sings about, right? right. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate at 19 to be at one of those Nassau Coliseum concerts. Not New Year's Eve, yeah. but I think he might have done three nights. I even think there was an intermission in the damn show. <laughs> if right. You think about it. And that has to be in my, in my bones, that concert without me really being able to remember much other than Santa Claus coming to town because it was right after Christmas.
1: Well, I remember, um, and you know, we talked about this, um, the river and hungry heart was my first kind of awareness of him, but I remember picking up born to run and, um, not not necessarily loving thunder road or anything others but born to run itself was just a perfect song i love the dynamics i love the the change of you know of the the pace of the song and then the one, two, three, and then, you know, the <laughs> highways. You know, so yes, that was the song that and and I've shared this many times. When we went to the first show afterwards, Linda said, Well, did you have a good time? And because he did a lot of songs from uh The Rising. And I said, Linda, if I had walked in, he had played Born to Run and he had left the stage. I would have been, yep, I'm happy. I heard (laughs) Born to Run live. I'm good.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because because it's been five years since I've seen the E Street Band tour. And you first asked what song don't I get or what I hate. And I picked There Goes My Miracle. If Bruce wanted to play four hours of There Goes My Miracle, sign me up. Exactly.
1: Yes. (laughs) Sign me up. Absolutely. Yes. All right. A song that changed your life.
0: Jesse, I got to tell you, you just said it yourself that at first Thunder Road wasn't it. And when did Thunder Road get under our skin? Uh, you know, when when E Street Radio did the top whatever songs a couple yeah. of Christmases ago and it's like Born to Run was not number one. Thunder Road was number one. I'm like, oh, my God. That's the same with me. More people are having that feeling than just me. Now, maybe because Thunder, maybe Born to Run and Rosalita, you know, they are just played, played, played. I don't know. I think there's something as we've gotten older, and I've learned this by people who I've interviewed on my podcast, that as we get older, we appreciate different songs for different reasons. Yeah. And there's just something that's more aged maybe about Thunder Road than Born to Run. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. If I were to ask you, Jesse, how old are the characters in Born to Run and how old are the characters in Thunder Road? I think that they could be 10 years apart. I think they could be 18 and 28.
1: Yeah, I absolutely do think that. And I I remember I, vaguely when there were um, Tim Callishaw, who is a sports writer, for the Dallas Morning News, and Babe Laufenberg, who at the time was the CBS um, affiliate anchor, and he still is the color for the Dallas Cowboys um, you know, radio broadcast. And Babe spent a long career as a backup quarterback. And so they were talking, and Tim Collishaw said, uh, born to run is the greatest rock and roll song ever written and babe said i think thunder road might have something to say about that you know like if someone like if 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 if, if and to put it through things like like um joe montana the greatest quarterback of all times well you know uh a guy named tom brady may have to have a little something to say about that and they had a discussion about thunder road and border run and you know there there was no doubt one of those songs in their mind was the greatest rock and roll song ever bit but they (laughs) debated on that and so i kind of like well wow i should listen to thunder road again and and it is one of those that as you um i think every time you watch Casablanca you find something new and you enjoy the film more same thing on like The Godfather or um you know even me this I I love the John Ford stagecoach I, I you know one of his first John Wayne westerns but there are things about classic um movies that every time you watch you pick up something new and I feel that um I don't there isn't much left Thunder Road shares with me because i've seen it and um betsy hodges in her song of her life episode said that she is a firm believer that when she goes to wherever the next life is and for now let's call it heaven and there's a supreme being god she says i believe you can ask them anything you want and my question is going to be how many hours of my life did i spend listening to thunder road
0: (laughs) i love that well look you say that you feel like you exhausted the song me too until the movie blinded by the light came out yes and thunder road that scene in the market was unbelievable it was the it was it brought joy because we had such a optimistic images with the music for three or four minutes if you recall that scene oh
1: i do love that scene and i think one of the things that keeps giving me is um asking the mary question uh because it never it's always an interesting question but it never fails someone will bring up a theme that i've never thought about before and a really? different version of the song and a different thought. And you're absolutely right. You know, um, are they 18? Are they twenty-eight? Are they thirty-eight? You know, that you know wow. that that they have um
0: or maybe they're fifty-eight and their marriage is on fumes and they have yeah. to redouble down for it. Yeah. Or you know.
1: It's yeah, it's amazing. It my is mi- you're
0: blowing can- my mind, Jessica. I know, <laughs> I know.
1: So- all right, the song that surprised you.
0: Well, I, I again, rolled up, and there are three of them, but I, there is a clear winner on this one. Okay. Again, the 2016 River Tour, I, I was shocked at how amazing Point Blank is. Yes. I was shocked. And I said this to my friend Gary. He goes, ah, I still don't like it. I go, are you kidding? I, I, yeah, I know that we've seen the River Tour many, many times in many cities right now, but this song is unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? Powerful. Uh, Today, I heard uh, East Street Radio, I think, was playing Denver, the River Tour, and Jackson Cage came up. And that's a song I would never even stop. I would just fast forward past. It was an amazing version of it. I'm like, wow. But the song that surprised me the most was Sitting in Western Stars. And the final song was Rhinestone Effing Cowboy. (laughs) And I turn to my friend. I go, oh, my God. We talk about Elton John and Kiki D. Well, Glenn Campbell, for crying out loud. What a surprise to see Bruce sing this song. Yes. What an ode to him uh, after him passing away. I've met his daughter, who's a great banjo player. Uh, They do a great dueling banjos, by the way. Glenn Campbell and his daughter. Uh, Google it. It well, is amazing.
1: I, I watched that documentary about him going through Alzheimer's. Oh, Alzheimer yeah. I am me, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah. And it's a, and it's an amazing documentary, um, inspiring and sad all at one time. And yes, his daughter seems amazing. I mean, you know, yes. just what a versatile musician.
0: Really terrific. Now, here's the clincher on this. Yeah. You know, Glenn Campbell died of Alzheimer's dementia. And yeah. we know Bruce's mom is suffering yeah. from that. And while closing out Western Stars, the movie with Rhinestone Cowboy may have been a salute to Glenn Campbell for the Western stars. I also can't help but think it was a coincidence to also honor him and the crippling disease that that succumbed him.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, good. Oh, I like that one a lot. All right. Um, You mentioned guilty pleasure. Don't go breaking my heart. But uh, what is your Springsteen guilty pleasure?
0: Oh, I have even guiltier ones. The DeFranco family. You know, it's a heartbeat, whatever that song is. (laughs) Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: All right. So these are some guilty pleasures. And I would think that at least the first two may be some other people's guilty pleasures. Bobby Jean is a guilty pleasure. Pretty Flamingo is a guilty pleasure. Right. I mentioned I want to marry you. You know, that's kind of sappy to a lot of people. It's so literal. I want to marry you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a single guy. So, you know, that song to me is like uh, just waiting to, you know, <laughs> say that to somebody. Yeah. But I think the guiltiest pleasure of them all um, is girls in their summer clothes.
1: Oh, ah, nice. You like that? Yes. How about you? So what's funny is song that surprised me was Girls in Their Summer Clothes. And because I, uh, you know, I've got this new album out, and all of a sudden it's a E Street Beach Boy song. Oh, you know, yeah. it is, you know, it it's like, did Brian Wilson help write oh, yeah. this? And everything, On the video,
0: the vi- the video yeah. is totally Beach Boys, right?
1: Yeah. And so that was a song that surprised me. Um the song that is a guilty pleasure you mentioned i i love waiting on a sunny day i i i i I, it it brings me happiness it brings me joy um i i don't mind that he brings the kid on stage um, I, you know, I, I, think he wants to be a grandfather and I think this is part of it,
0: but oh, wow. my, that's my, beautiful. I like that. Yeah. It's a beautiful pleasure. It's not even a guilty yeah. pleasure for you. I think it's a yeah. beautiful pleasure.
1: And, and I will, I will tell you the strongest memory I have is, um, back when we used to go places, there is a pop culture, um, convention called dragon con that is in Atlantic in at, at Atlanta. And, um, it is, thousands and thousands of people and they get there on Thursday and it goes the way to Monday. And to pick up your packet, um, the best you're going to do is an hour and a half that you will stand in line for at least an hour and a half to pick up your packet. They move things as fast as they can, but there's just so many people. And I remember the first time I was going, I had my MP3 player and at one point you're standing in line and waiting on a sunny day came on and all of a sudden the line started moving. So I'm like, you know, and (laughs) for those of you watching this on YouTube, I'm bouncing along, moving the line, listening to waiting on a sunny day. And it just was, uh, perfect kind of marching to the song. So um, that's one of my favorite songs. I just, and, and I get the people can't stand it and I understand why, but it is on my, oh, I don't even pleasure. understand
0: why Jesse, my cheeks are hurting right now. I'm smiling so much <laughs> at the pleasure that this song brings you. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> All right. Song you wish you had seen live.
0: All right. Well, this is interesting. So right now uh, I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Okay. Power of prayer, ghosts. I'll yes. see you in my dreams. Absolutely. It's like, right. Jeez. Um, I, I landed on if I should fall behind New York city, 99 reunion tour, because mm. it is such a famous song. Now I went back and looked at the playlist of the show that i saw in the reunion tour in minneapolis in november 99 and he they played that the last the last couple songs born to run santa claus thunder road if i should fall behind land of hope and dreams for the life of me i don't remember much about this concert other than when born to run was playing the house lights went on and i was standing and jumping on my seat for the entire song and i thought the seat was going to break i was that Sure. I was out of my mind, but I saw if I should fall behind on the reunion tour. I just don't remember it and when we when when Nils Lofgren comes to the mic and as Bruce has called him the voice of a rebel choir boy yes, it puts the song over the top so um that's that's the song I wish I saw live, though I did see it live I just don't remember that I saw it
1: well live. and that's like i've seen mary's place once and uh, but i didn't really get it then you know because i had not listened to the rising over and over again and now then it is on my list of things that i i didn't appreciate how much i would have loved to hear that again um i i absolutely agree um if i should fall behind to hear that um because It is the Bruce, it is Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. Um, I've often wondered why he doesn't say, and now Niels is going to take one, you know, because a lot of like, like Willie Nelson touring will say, and now then, you know, my sister, Bobby's going to take lead on one, or I'm going to take, you know, and they'll take turns and no, Bruce is the lead. Vocalist. Well, Bruce
0: is, Bruce is the lead so, and yeah, uh, he's the
1: boss and it's going to be, well, and, look, Bruce
0: covers other songs, but he never really covers a, a Neil song or a Gary no. song or a Stevie yeah. song or a Patty song. I mean, yeah. why aren't we hearing Rose? I mean, yeah. Right. right? Uh, and,
1: and he's a I, showman.
0: He knows he's the conductor. He, he's, yes, he is. Right. And
1: so, um, so, and one of the things that I love in the modern out of the street is when he says out on the street, Patty, and then Patty says out on the street, out in the little street, Gary, and Gary says out on the street, and, you know, and he, he calls them out. So that having them have a chance to sing their own verse, uh, because normally the only time we hear the E Street Band is during harmony. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is something special. And yeah, I, I, I absolutely would have adored to hear that again.
0: Now I've here's the thing, yeah. the caveat to this, and and there's a little asterisk because, um, yeah. while I chose it, I really didn't choose it since I have seen that live. Right. So what I would have loved to have seen live and I hear it on East street radio enough is 4th of July, Asbury park, Foxborough, Massachusetts, September, 2016. Yeah, it feels like The heat of the night, it, it feels like the humidity is dripping. And my friend Ryan was there. It, it is a stunning version of this song. So um, I invite you to go find it at some point, yeah. you know, for, for, for 4th of July to have that much impact on me after hearing it so much but Mm -hmm. this one version, and it might've been, I don't know Foxborough may have been the last stop of the whole shebang. So maybe there was something extra there. I don't know.
1: All right. And then our last question, what is your choice on great song to see live?
0: You know, when, when the hands are up in the air with the rising, it's really, I've, I've gotten to appreciate it more. Land of Hope and Dreams is a song that just doesn't stop. But the great song to see live was the song that he ended his tour at Mohegan Sun Night Two, all by himself on the stage. And it was dream, baby, dream. Mm. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house. And everyone was spent from back to back four hour nights at this really cozy, 12,000 person arena Mm -hmm. Um, and capping off the show. It's funny. That was the last show I saw. And then it took 18 months or something for them to tour or 21 months. And I was at the first show in Pittsburgh. So I, I, I realized that at some point, like oh my, when I was in Pittsburgh, I'm like, wow, I saw him the last time they were out. And it was like 21 months ago or something that dream, baby dream he left it all there was nothing left in bruce springsteen yeah you know he was drained we were all drained we we didn't even want another song it's like enough we we can't take any more emotionally we cannot take any more music bruce and i would bet that he felt the same way
1: you know and to my regular listeners i apologize because i know you know what i'm about to share um dream baby dream is one of our family's songs um the story is that we were in the car driving to see my mom in louisiana and i mentioned hey bruce has a new song out and uh this was before high hopes but they had done the dream baby dream video right and um which i adore that video um i i often say if you want to see what it's like to see bruce live watch this video and so we play it and my lovely bride, Linda's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> that's just a, what, 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 why is he doing this song? It just, it's the same things over and over again. And my son's like, oh, I don't know. Play it again, dad. So we play it again. And Linda's like, well, okay, now play it again. Oh, <laughs> and then Chris is like, okay, one more time. And then Linda's like, it it's almost like a mantra. It's almost like a rosary, you know? And I said, yeah, so um, it's a chant. Yes,
0: it's a Tibetan chant.
1: Yes. <laughs> and so um, that has been now one of our family songs.
2: Oh, and really? I had, yeah,
1: yes. And we've told the story like um, if we're on the back porch getting ready for the to watch the Cowboys play, um we'll okay well you know we've we've got about a 20 minute buffer in the DVR uh we don't want to be too behind let's put our phones up so we aren't spoiled by anything but uh let's play dream baby dream before we go oh, in my God so um
0: how about you what's the great song for you Jesse to see live
1: um I, I will answer that but I just need to share this that so the first seven times I saw Bruce, I never saw Thunder Road. He had he did not do Thunder Road live. Wow. And then when he started performing, he sometimes during the high hopes, sometimes he ended in Dream Baby Dreams. Sometimes he did Thunder Road. And I've never heard him do Dream Baby Dream. Every show oh, I went dream. to, he did Thunder Road. And I can't complain after seven times never hearing it, but it's like just one time I would have liked Dream Baby Dream to sing. Oh, yeah. It's something,
0: Jesse, because as I talk about Dream Baby Dream ending Mohegan's yeah. Son, Bruce ended uh, Rome 2016 with Thunder Road acoustic. Yeah. And again, uh, there's a video that I posted on the website, yeah. my website, that one lyric the the episodes with a woman who talked about Thunder Road in the last 10 seconds of the video, Jesse, are three young women crying. Yeah. And we all were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, it leaves you raw. I mean, he's got to know that he's just destroying us for crying out loud.
1: So I did a lot of thought on this. Okay, like great song to see live. Land of Hope and Dreams could have been on there. Born to Run could have been on there. Thunder Road could have been on there. And like, okay, what am I, what am I going to do? And so, I said, and I go back to the reunion tour and the live in New York city and the 10th Avenue free zone, Mm. where, I mean, it's almost, it's almost a concert in itself that, you know, where they start, they, they have the long intro, you know, and where they keep going over and over again. And then, you know, he talks about, going across the river and you need a band and he introduces every member and patty sings a little bit of her song and you know and then you know and then you go um the big man joined the band and this joyous thing um that 10 15 minutes is a good summary of the the power and the magic of the e-street band so i said and and i always enjoy 10th avenue freeze out i love rosie but when they do 10th avenue freeze out is another great song that i enjoy live
0: that's a great yeah. great version yeah
1: absolutely
0: wow i feel spent right now like i've been to a bruce I know. Show.
1: <laughs> yeah i appreciate it all right ted uh we got to get you out of here uh if someone wants to find you how can they
0: Well, first, on all the podcast channels, uh, please take a sample of That One Lyric. You could go to thatonelyric.com. There's, um, you know, I have a letter to you that I wrote to all the fans. There's some merchandise on there if you'd like. Um, There's all of our archives of everything. But again, you get those on the podcast channels. Uh, And you can email me at ted at thatonelyric.com.
1: Yeah, and you, are you still running your special with the, are you the, uh, promotional with,
0: uh, well, if you, uh, yeah, the, uh, Brian Hyatt book, uh, yes. Bruce Springsteen, the, um, Oh, the stories behind the songs. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, you know what I figured, uh, let me get a little incentive there for people to leave a review on Apple podcasts. That's and nice. if you do, um, you're in and automatically entered into a raffle for the book or for some of our gear.
1: You know, the last time you we were on the podcast, um, you mentioned, you know, this is not your first podcast, not your first rodeo. I went back and listened to your interview with Niels, and I have to tell you that was a beautiful interview. Oh, thank you. I think thank he, you. he shared, you asked insightful questions, and he really shared a lot of himself. And so I, I really recommend um, you guys going to your um tell them how they can find that
0: one. Sure. That's called the tour podcast. But if you go to that one, lyric.com, mm-hmm. there's a link on that one lyric for the tour. So yeah. you can just go to that one for both podcasts, but yeah. Jesse, thank you. You know, you, Niels has given so many interviews. You just wonder if you ever get something fresh from a subject, but um, most of my interviews for the tour are about 30 minutes. Niels was Almost an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and he talked a lot about, I, I, he really shared a lot of himself, not just about music, but, you know, how he learned and, and working together. Um, he Jimi talked, Hendrix
0: story yeah, is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And talking about um, finding his true love. And how, you know, he's like, you know, I didn't work out my marriages at first, but I finally got a good one. And it was a really beautiful uh, interview, and I I just enjoyed it. So thank you for keying me up to that, and thank you for sharing it.
0: Well, thank you. And I need to give you a shout-out, because your interview most recently with Maureen was terrific. Uh, I listened to that and just couldn't uh, turn it off, to tell you the truth.
1: Well, that is good to hear. All right, listeners, uh, I hope you've enjoyed Ted Canova week it has been great (laughs) or the Jesse Jackson sandwich right uh I am sure uh please continue to go and follow um Ted's podcast that one lyric it is just um it is so beautiful to hear Springsteen fans and please reach out to him and join him and share your lyrics and for me And I appreciate your support. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to social distance. And remember to wear a mask. And we'll get through this together. For now, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you to my patrons who help support the show. It is greatly appreciated. I want to thank Betsy Hodges, Val Petrie, Elizabeth Bronson, Stephen Malio, Holly Mack, Steve Rogers, Dale Hosick, Terry Smith, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, and my first patron, Mary Thomas. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support you give me. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast, that is the one, the only, Settlers Bruce. Settlers Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Settlers Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.